Hey, everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by ironcompany.com. Our next guest is a very interesting guy, and he's got a lot going on. We're going to talk about a bunch of that stuff today. So uh, tip of the iceberg on uh, this guest is he's a top-level fighter and instructor with an eighth-degree black belt, former UFC coach, master RKC instructor, trainer and wrestling coach, college professor, former bodybuilder, author, actor, podcaster, and much more. Welcome to the show, Master Phil Ross. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a pleasure to be here. Uh, You know, I I love listening to your podcast, and, uh, you know, uh, I've gotten some great training tips from it, and I've incorporated it into my own training, and, you know, it's just, uh, just, I'm having fun with it. That's why you originally reached out to us, right? We had uh, yes. done done something on training that, uh, that you kind of got into. Yeah, well, it was the um... uh, Phil was on our short. Phil's been our on my short list for people to have on here. Yeah, since we, well, you guys since, go way since, back. Since oh yeah, we, since we started this thing. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, anybody who's a considers themselves a fighter or uh, ascribes to the fighter fitness approach, you really need to get a copy of Phil's Ferocious Fitness. Yeah. Which uh, you get at this uh, Dragon Door, right, Phil? Yes. Yes. Uh, I tell you, I wrote this book with Phil. And Jim, by the time you get to the end of one of these projects, I mean, it uh, it's a six-month deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to work together every week for six months to to finish a book. And uh, that's, well, I guess we're cranking out two to 3,000 words a week publishable, right? Mm. Yes. So uh, I, so by the time you get finished with a project like this, the last thing you want to do is like read the damn thing, <laughs> right? Or we're talk so, to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're so sick of it. We're so sick of it, right? But yeah. but but when we got Phil, when I found out Phil, we got Phil coming on. So I picked the book up again, right? Yeah. And I'm looking through it. And I'm going, this thing is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, who wrote this? This is, and I'm, oh, I wrote this. This is this is great. Like I open up and like just this great phrase, combat gumbo. <laughs> I, I, I love that, right? <laughs> That's yeah. so dis- that's so descriptive of, of his martial style. He's uh, uh, many, many, many uh, schools and traditions and disciplines are in Phil. Phil, when you were at uh, Phil and I, uh, Phil was a bouncer back at the infamous uh, rendezvous club. Yeah, the boo, baby. The boo. Co- <laughs> College, College Park, Maryland. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Phil, what was the original martial art? that you and Percy got into, what was that thing? Yeah, well, um, what happened was I actually met Percy. I, I was down there for wrestling. And, um, and of course, you know, I, I had done Shotokan Karate and I saw this guy, I didn't really know anybody. And I saw this guy in the VU with a, a Shotokan Karate jacket on. And I had just joined the Bondo Club. Uh, Bondo, so, that's what I was yeah, trying to think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who was the Sifu of that? Well, the guy who, who brought it here from Burma is uh, Dr. Mongji. He's still alive. He's in his 80s. But at, at Maryland. At Maryland. Was, was, uh, it was Pat Finley. Uh, Pat Finley. Spell the last name. F-I-N-E-L-Y. 
Yeah, I never know if I knew him. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, yeah. so, so, yeah. so it all sprang from that, right? Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and, you, and you got plenty of on-the-job practice. Oh, God. Bouncing, right? <laughs> oh, heck yeah. You, I mean, found, <laughs> you found out what worked and what didn't work. Yeah. Yes. A lot, of fi- a lot of fighters never learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. A lot of martial artists, especially, you know, until the UFC came came about, a mm-hmm. lot of martial a lot of martial arts got away with a lot of nonsense. Yeah, the guy who can can kill you by, by looking at you and <laughs> getting six, six inches away. And, well, uh, maybe my wife can do that to me, but, you know. Phil, did you wrestle at Maryland? I forget. Yes. Yeah, oh. I wrestled. Yeah, I wrestled two years in college and, uh, you know, it was very, very difficult for me to keep the weight and then the injury bug got me and uh you know i was wrestling at 158 and uh, oh, yeah yeah and, you know I'm, how, how, I'm, how tall are you i'm about 510 yeah so yeah 158 that's pretty damn skinny we're starting yeah yeah oh god it was, it was, it was terrible, terrible. So, and you did a little but you did a little bodybuilding back then too right yes yes yeah did uh did some bodybuilding uh, but i mean competed yes yeah, yeah. i won I won one contest and then I took a third in Mr. DC. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. That was a good show yeah. back then. How many oh, years yeah, did man. you bodybuild for? How many years? Yo, what, where did yeah, you, how many did years? You? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, well, you know, I, I, I got into lifting, I guess, when I was 13, 14. Yeah, good age. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I used to lift, hit the bag, and I wrestled. And my grandfather was a boxing trainer. He, you know, Mm-hmm. Taught me how to box, and then I eventually went and I boxed at Costello's in Patterson. Um, okay. And then I was doing my wrestling, and um, and I was I started bodybuilding. I guess I went after that because what happened was when I banged up my leg, I, I, I tore ligaments in my ankle, blew my knee out, and then I don't know, I couldn't do anything, so I just lifted. How do you, how do, you do that? On uh, an East Stroudsburg tournament in wrestling, I was um, mm-hmm. I was escaping. I did a stand up, and the guy had my ankle trapped in a spike and I threw him off basically, but he fell on my extended leg. Ooh. Yeah. And it just went pop. Um, and, and, and then I, I was just lifting weights and eating and I came back to the room and I weighed 202. And you were, and you were happy. Oh, I was so happy. <laughs> uh, the coach ripped into me. I don't blame him. He's really? like, yeah, and, and I'm like, you know, well, uh, coach, over, <laughs> over what? 50, pa- 50 pounds. Come on, coach. Come on. It's like, 50 oh, pounds. Oh, man. So, so I said, you know what? It's time for me to do something else. So, I, I just started uh, really focusing on competing in, in martial arts and, and fighting in the, uh, the point. And, and uh, they're mostly point, but some were full contact, some bare knuckle. So Phil, I got into that. When, when, when was this? Like 84, 85? When was this? Yeah, I, well, this was, um, this was 82, 83. Uh, okay. And then, then, then I started really, Percy and I were lifting at the Riverdale Y, and I decided to go into a bodybuilding contest, and that was, uh, the Mr. DC was in 1983. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah, I was probably at that show. That was when mm-hmm. I was, I was in Lisner Auditorium, probably, down in George, George Washington. Yeah, it was down in George Washington. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, uh, and, and then, you know, Percy and I were bouncing at, um, we, we were bouncing a bar called Quincy's, which used yep. to be Jimmy Comer's, which, man, we, 
there was a there was a lot of fighting going on between bouncing at the grill and bouncing at Quincy's. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, sometimes people can't get a grasp on this, but we have three to four fights at night easily. Hey. At, oh. At one, yeah, oh yeah, and, and and you know, at one point I would have to my hands were cut open, so I just put athletic tape on them <laughs> because they were cut open. I was bouncing ready for the like, next one. Yeah. Out, man, <laughs> yeah, I was I was. And I'm not that big, you know, so, uh, you know, so, of course, they would come to me and then things, you know, would just go south. Um, right. But, but how long you know, had you had you been fighting at that time? A few oh, years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I So, you know, yeah, I grew up kind of fighting, so... So it was kind of a it was kind of a cool thing where you get to try different techniques and, and things on guys, and, you know, like Marty said, see what worked and see what didn't. Yeah, and it just kind of it just kind of goes by default because yeah, uh, you know, see, it's, you're just gonna fall into the things that work and you know what doesn't <laughs> real quick. So uh, it's yeah, yeah, and spinning round back kicks don't work. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I have yet to see. You know, people do that in the street, except, you know, in movies, which looks really cool. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, I'm just saying, the, the fighting thing, you know, when I was a kid, you'd be in high school or even middle, junior high, and somebody'd say, hey, man, fight out, fight out the playground. You know, it's yeah. going to be this guy and that guy. Everybody would come, mm -hmm. somebody would get their ass beat, and then yep. they'd shake hands and walk away. Yep. yep. And so you're getting in all these fights, and I guarantee, very rarely weapons. Very rarely the police involved. And if they were, they just, you know, took the guys out of there and it wasn't any big deal. You know, now it's like a major freaking oh. deal. Some ass, oh. ass always comes back with a gun, you know. Yep. It's, it's, yep. Yep. It's, it's, it is. I mean, like, yeah, a couple of times, you know, I've been on the wrong end of knives, guns, mm. clubs. But, you know, but I had a ton of fights. So, you know, you're, you're going to have a. Yeah, the odds advantage. are. <laughs> yeah, the odds are something, someone's going to pull a weapon at some time. I consider myself extraordinarily lucky. I'm extraordinarily yeah. lucky. Um, you know, I do have some scars because uh, I was on the wrong end a couple of times. And, uh, you know, hey, it happens. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, Phil, now listen, uh, the, the reason that Phil's advice is so valuable because, Phil, this, I guess fundamentally, this is a strength show. I yeah. mean, if we had to say, what is the one thing we do? Now, because we do strength, ultimately, to get stronger, you have to get go outside strength you know what i mean you have to bring other other elements in but within strength we break it down into three generalized categories mm -hmm. we have the absolute strength and the isometric strength over here in the far left that's your giant power lifters mm -hmm. you know maximum payload short distances no regard for velocity it doesn't matter how quickly you complete the lift then in the then in the middle you have the explosive strength right yeah. which is the olympic lifter yep uh, moderate payload maximum velocity long range of motion and these guys avoid the negative they don't have any negative in in any of their training so right. that's creates a certain type of physique and then so you have the absolute strength on the far left, the explosive strength in the middle on the far right. We have what we call sustained strength. Yes. Right. And that is the ability to put out. You're injecting a muscular element into a cardio format, right? You, you, it's got a long duration, but we have to put out, right? We have to put out, 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 we have to put out. You got to put out in the final minutes of, 
the fifth of five five minute rounds, right? Yep. See, and this, yeah. So this yeah. is the this is why we wanted to bring Phil on because this is what Phil's whole whole life has been about, and this ties into this idea about how do you build a gas tank and you know yes. sustain strength and. And again, Phil has lived the life. And so that's what we wanted to get his thoughts on. So, you know, the thing is that you bring up a very interesting point, these different types of strength. And, you know, the, the tough thing about a fighter is that you have to have this sustained strength for the duration of the fight, whether it's a 12 round boxing match or a, a five round MMA fight, whatever it is. And then you have to have these spots of, of, complete explosive power right. during that. So you, you just can't do a steady state training. Like I know, uh, you know, some people have advocated this kind of uh, beat the crap out of somebody for, you know, 45 minutes straight. And uh, that, you know, that's really well, not going to help. Riding the, riding the bike's not going to help. No, no, it's not going to help. It's, it's a waste. I mean, uh, now if you're riding a bike, if you're doing intervals, okay, that's another story. But sit, just going out for a long run or a long ride or doing these, you know, a continuous circuit, it's not going to help you because when you're, when you're training for fighting, you know, fighting, you're going up, you know, you're going 100% and then you throttle back down, down to 20%, then maybe you're going 80% and then you go to 40% and then maybe you go 70% and then, you know, back at 30%, whatever it is, you're constantly toggling and, and you, 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 you have to call on these different um, energy systems, right. you, know, uh, you know, so like, yeah, okay, you know, that aerobic energy system, you know, for long duration, okay, it's really not going to help you that much. You know, you got to, you got to look at your, that anaerobic, and then you got to look at the, uh, you know, the ATP, uh, you know, system where, you know, it's a quick burst, and then, and then we have to go back down to our, you know, the uh, an energy system where we're doing, looking at the anaerobic lactic system, you know, so, uh, this is where we have to focus training for fighting because you know you, you want to you have to move rest explode come back recover like i'll tell you in ningano fought a tactically perfect fight against stipe last weekend because he tends to gas out he's very very heavily muscled i don't know if you guys saw the fight yeah, or, yeah, yeah. No, i didn't see it but yeah i've seen his fights before yeah yeah and and and, and he craps out very early, yeah. dies very early. Uh, but what he did this time is he paced himself nice. He did his explosions, and then he backed off. Picked his spots, right? Yeah. Yes, he was very smart, and he wound up knocking Stipe out. <clears throat> Well, uh, again, one of the one of the one of the issues is that they, they you have to operate below your oxygen depth threshold. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and over time, you need to try to raise your oxygen depth threshold. But in a scramble, you don't have control over it. You, no. you, you, you pull in as much oxygen as you can, as quickly as you can. And you hope that your intake matches your output. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you tie. Otherwise, you build lactic acid and you tie up. Mm-hmm. So what Phil's talking about with the key word that he uses is throttle back, throttle back, throttle back, recover. Anybody can burst up once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Once. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But again, to do it, try doing it uh, in the 
third minute of the third round. Well, in addition, <clears throat> in addition, Phil, how about the stress of now I'm I'm in the ring and now I got a guy trying to punch my lights out. Yeah, that yeah. stress level. Now you have to, as a, as a trainer, you got to say, okay, we've done the cardio stuff. Now let's do this mental stuff of reducing your stress and relaxing and all that and all that. You know, a tenth fighter, and you you can attest to this is is a tired fighter, right? Yes, yes. You're that's good. That's really good. Yeah. A tense a tense fighter is a tired fighter. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be relaxed in there, and you know you have to be able to roll with it. I mean, the thing is, when you get, you guys know, if you're if you're so tense, if you're all tensed up, you have to relax to move. So if I'm tense and I want to move, so now I'm tense. Now I have to relax. Now I have to tension up on impact. So now that makes me slower. Also. Also, it takes a lot more energy to do that. Of course, because every, every muscular contraction requires oxygen. There you go. Yeah, I found that out real quick with jujitsu. When I was doing that, I was uh, <laughs> about two ninety or so, and yeah. you know, my, you are, my you're still two ninety, JP. You're still two ninety. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been that two ninety for a long time, but when, <laughs> I was still two ninety when I was doing uh, jujitsu. And I'll tell you, my my instructor was like maybe one sixty five, and you could, yeah. I could just tell when we were wrapped up rolling on the on the mats. You know, mm -hmm. just like you said, Phil, he he would know when to relax, and I was still exactly. tensed up, and I gassed out so quick you know because i hadn't learned how to uh just just relax at the right moments and then pour it on and all that but do you think um do you think a lot of fighters today are still missing the explosive strength element in their training are they not doing enough of that they're just concentrating on the the uh sustained part of it you know the cardio part of it yes uh, more than the explosive strength yeah i could unabashedly say yes uh, when is that going to come through man? <clears throat> you know you know, what? Here's, here's, yeah, here's a major problem what i see what i see with fighters okay um too many of them just focus on fight camps and don't focus on the in between the fight camps to learn how to lift or employ resistance training properly Many of them don't spend that time. You know, it's like, oh, I got this fight coming up. Or, okay, I'm done with this fight. I'm going to relax, right. do my thing, you know, do, you know, work on some techniques, whatever, and then get moving forward. But they don't take the time to really look at building a proper explosive strength program. Now, some of the, some guys do. I mean, you look at John Jones. I mean, what he's done with himself. Um, yeah, but, but, I mean, but, but he had incredible, he was born with incredible reflexes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got so many, the, the guys at the very top, the outliers, um, they have so many genetic gifts that they're born with in terms of reflexes, in terms of everything, um, you know, that you can't, it's almost like you can't factor them into the equation. Here's the question, Phil. <clears throat> yeah. What's, what's your strategy for bringing up somebody's Sustain. Let's start with what your your sustained strength. We love your sustained strength. What do we do? How do we incorporate well, it? What what's your strategy? I know you use a lot of different tools. Yeah, it's actually I use more different philosophies almost than tools per se. Because um, you know, if you look at I, I do a lot of calisthenics, kettlebells, and then um, you know I started uh, incorporating in deadlifts. Uh, obviously, you know, well, actually because of your podcast. Um, so, uh, the, the, thing that, that, uh, okay, uh, straight up guys, I love kettlebell, especially for fighters. Okay. Because to me, the best bang for the buck is with the kettlebell and 
you know, um, you know, if you're an offensive lineman or something, you want to put on a lot of mass, you're a thrower, you want to put on a lot of mass, a fighter does not want to put on a lot of mass, unless they're trying to, you know, go up in, in, into a different weight class. Right. So they want to be as strong as they can at that specific weight. Kettlebells help you with that. Problem is, is that they're hard to learn to get and get good at them. You gotta have a good teacher. You gotta have a good teacher. Yeah, yeah, really. Do. And you have and you have to be willing to put the time in to get good at them. Because in the beginning, like, uh, you know, when you're doing, I mean, you're not using much weight, and most people suck at it, uh, <laughs> and and they get frustrated and they move on, or or they don't know what they're doing and they get hurt because it's a ballistic tool. So that's the thing. They have to be willing to put in the time, and 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 I don't see a lot of people wanting to put the time in. If you look at an MMA fighter, right? It's a rough sport, okay? It's it's rough, exceedingly rough. So, you know, the amateur the amateur uh, life is not very long. They just mostly do Ammies to get their pro card so they can start making some money because, you know, the, the fighting window is relatively short for most guys. Um, so it's that that is the thing. They have to take the time to roll it back and really take their strength and conditioning seriously uh, and, and really want to get that explosive power. Um, and if they use these tools properly, they, they can get it without a doubt. I mean, I've seen it many, many times. So, <clears throat> so all right. So, Phil, how much training time do you apportion, like, let's say, all right, overall, mm -hmm. an intermediate level athlete. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> how many, how much time would they need weekly, you know, in terms of time? And then how would you apportion the time? How much for kettlebells? How much for calisthenics? How much? And also give us uh, your, your uh, take on the cross court. Okay. Wow. All right. It's a lot here. Okay. Because, you know, it depends. There's, can I say it depends? Because it, sure. depends where I, it depends where I am in my cycle of training. Right. If, if I don't have a fight on the schedule, this is the time when you want to put on some muscle and you want to get stronger. You want to develop your strength during that time. So I would, if, if I wanted to put on some real good strength, I mean, I'd definitely, you know, work with a bar and do some deadlifts and, and then I'd get into my, lower rep range of my kettlebells and start doing your, your get-ups and things like that because you need mobility as well. Um, and then when we get closer, you want to increase the rep range and decrease the time. So if I'm, if I'm uh, dedicating X amount of time, if I'm a fighter and I'm training for fighting, I'm doing my jujitsu, I'm doing my stand-up, you know, an hour, three times a week is more than enough. Three, an hour three times a week is more than enough oh great and, that's and all easy. those other disciplines you got to be expert at yes and juggle yep yep i mean right. and, and and it's very important to that that they uh, that they properly wave load so you can't kill it every workout right you know, this that's, that's another mistake that people make you know, yeah you yes. kill it every workout i mean I, you know it, <clears throat> if you're you're doing 70, 80%, that's great for most of the time because you can, you can sustain that. And yeah, you, you want to peak up and then come down. You know, you can't go full intensity 
every time you step into the gym, the body gets fried. You, know, you, you, just, you, you get neurologically shot and then things start falling apart. You get injured, you lose your focus. We, you, you, know? Know what our, you know what our motto is? And again, we, we, we just do one thing really good. We're like a yeah. really good barbecue shack, right? Kim? <laughs> we absolute strength. That's our thing. Yep. If you want absolute strength, come see us. Mm-hmm. And our motto is 102% effort when you're 100% rested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's no point. There's no point giving 100% effort when you're 78% rested. Exactly. You are going to get hurt. You're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. If you don't you're not going to get stronger. If you don't no. take the break, your body will make you take the break. Yes. Or your body will break. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's really, that's a fine thing. A coach has to come up with a perfect plan and each day make a reassessment. Yes. And say, okay, well, maybe we oh, sport yeah. too long today. Because that's, 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 that's coaching. Yeah, yeah, that's and coaching. That's, that's, that's the importance of a, of a really good coach, man. And, and sometimes, you know, it changes week to week. And also you have to factor in this. Okay, let's say you're, you're fighter, you're at the beginning of a fight camp. It's uh, 10, 12 weeks out and your fighter is like 25, 20, 25 pounds overweight. Okay, so they can train at a different level. Now, when they start losing weight, things change. So now you have to, you have to adjust the training regimen for that time. And oh, you know absolutely. What? Yeah, so you just you just can't have someone who's just doing your strength and he doesn't know what the rest of the um, sessions are about. Because if they're just doing their strength training and they don't see what they're doing for jujitsu, they don't know what they're doing with their stand up, they don't know how, how, what they're doing as far as road work goes. I mean, you know, it's it's a that, it has to be a concerted effort. Uh, Phil, we should talk about just a second. Remember the example I gave in the article yes. of yeah, of yeah. our friend oh. Bob. Mm-hmm. and the, and the UFC champion yep and three times a week I mean this guy was doing all that other stuff uh, and then three times a week they're going into the gym and they're purposely beating him down oh my god I, you know it's so funny because when you when you brought that up I mean I know we're not going to mention names but I right. knew who you're talking about right, right, right. I saw I saw this I yeah. saw I'm, and I said to myself I go what the heck is he doing well, he's trying to acclimatize himself to being beat down, yeah, and, right? But that that's, yeah. to, to me, that's thats a false premise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it's like, no, let's, let's no, no, no. You need oh. more rest. Don't beat yourself but down Marty, further. Yes. Marty, explain the type of training the three days a week that he added into the gym oh. on top of Oh, yeah. Well, we would just be an endless. Now, this was a very good hardcore gym and mm-hmm. it was a bodybuilder gym so they had every machine yep. imaginable right and so i don't know what do you start with okay we're going to start with leg press let's take leg press to positive failure then bob and another beefy training partner will give you five more four straps all right let's get up let's go over to the leg extension let's take this to positive failure keep going let me give you some four straps here okay let's go over to the hack machine get on this okay let's get going here great now we're going over the calf raise machine you know and just keep this going for 40 no straight breaks. minutes no yeah. oh no, and you great. keep this going for 40 straight minutes. And then it's at the end of it, and then at the end of it, the guy is like a quivering, <laughs> he can't drive his car. 
No, he's crumpled <laughs> up on the floor. <laughs> now, what what kind of workout is he going to have that afternoon when he has to go back to fight oh camp? He yeah. chose the worst person, a bodybuilder, to train a fighter. Come on, man. Yeah, it, it, just, it made no sense. I was watching. This. I, I I specifically remember watching this routine. I was by myself just because I, I study different workouts that, that, that people employ, especially when it comes to fighting, because I, I, all my movements are revolved around fighting. Just, you know, I know you, you guys are huge on the absolute strength list. It's awesome. And I love it. It's all we do, buddy. That's all no, we do. No. If you want some good barbecue, come and see us. That's it. But, but all, <laughs> <laughs> like all of my movements are only based in what's going to make me better at fighting. Right. Yeah. Fighters fight. Yep. And, and uh, well, you know, I don't really fight anymore. And I, but I'm just saying, that's it. Yeah. That's I hope that's I don't your, have that's your life. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you got to stay ready, right? So I got to stay. I'm ready every day, man. Yeah. Every yeah day. Yep. yep. But, yeah. uh, yep. God have mercy on the guy who jumps that 60 year old. <laughs> hey, Phil, uh, just yeah. sort of talking back about the conditioning stuff again. Are you aware of McGregor's uh, training? Yeah. Okay. So, what's the deal with the gassing out, man? Oh, like, you know, for, I had a coach one time that would say, you can't display your, your skills when you're tired. Mm -hmm. So get the conditioning first. You know yeah, what I mean? Get in the best shape. Yeah, yep. Phil did this. Phil did that article on uh, RKC about this very thing. Yes. Right, Phil? Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. after McGregor fought uh, Mayweather, and I'll tell you what, he straight up, the guy won more rounds than they gave him. I right. mean, I, he, he he brought it. And, yeah. But he, but typically as as he is notorious the notorious one is notorious for gassing out yeah. so why well i looked at some of his training methodology that he was using he was running on a treadmill underwater mm. uh, sure. i don't know how that's going to help you fight <laughs> that's that, that's hip that sounds yeah. like one of those new olympic sports they've they've put in yeah, there. yeah uh, of course uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's, I mean, he has to, he has to, what we were talking about, you know, he needs that sustained strength and he's, and he's got to be able to pull on the ability to, to use his knockout power at mm. any point in time. He's got to be able to yeah. pull that trigger. And well, he, he's not, if he's not, if he's training the wrong energy system, look, if you're, if you're doing that type of training, you're down at the aerobic energy system, you know, for the long duration, low intensity, right. that's, that is not going to help you yeah. at fighting. Uh, well, he sh he's got to be to toggling through the other energy systems and, and practicing there. And again, there's no school like old school. Yep. Yep. Well, it's funny. It was funny, Phil, because uh, when Diaz, who I just love him. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you could tell now, now Diaz is an amazing jujitsu guy, but mm -hmm. it was almost more fatigue than anything else at the end yeah. and, and diaz could go all day and right. I, you know i know he's got he's in great shape but he's so relaxed yeah that's he's the other so thing. like okay yeah. man you know whatever you got you know let's yeah. go and then and yeah. then he, there's, he, there's he, a there, jimmy there's a long history of beatings that go right are behind that relaxation yes yeah that's yes. right and and it's and he learned over over the years that's right you know it's funny because you know i i learned about this relaxation stuff actually from my grandfather who you know, he was a, a, a boxing coach back in the, uh, I guess, 30s, 40s. And he would tell me about the shows that they had, and they would have boxing and catch wrestling going on at the same time. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, you want to rest. You want to rest. You want to save your energy. He told me sometimes these bouts would go on for hours. Yep. These guys would just be going at it. And, That's right. And, and 
pick your spots. And there was and there was big money on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'd have the boxing fights going on. You have the boxing match in one ring, and then you have a mat with the uh, catch wrestling going on on the other side. And you know, he he told me how these guys you know would would relax in there and lay on each other. Yeah, I, I, uh, I told I told the story in the book, Phil, about um, Frank Farmer Burns. He used mm -hmm. to put put leg scissors on guys. This guy, his leg scissor was so strong that he routinely would burst hundred pound burlap sacks of grain oh. open. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, so, in a catch-as-catch-can wrestling situation, he throws that around you, gets you sideways, and crushes oh. your rib cage. You're done. You're done. <laughs> right? but, but he got paid. They got big. That was big, big money at a tight. I forget how much. I mean, uh, George Hackenschmidt and those guys, mm -hmm. and, and when they were wrestling, I mean, it was as big as boxing at one yep. point. Yeah. And, and well, you know what killed that though, right? What was it? Television. <laughs> Tel television killed catch wrestling. Yeah, because remember, TV, you know, uh, the average person could watch a boxing too, match on TV and see what was boring. happening. Too boring. Yeah, well, yeah, and you couldn't. You know, the TVs were pretty grainy, especially in the beginning, right? So, uh, the catch wrestling, you really couldn't see what was happening or appreciate it. Plus, the, the yeah. matches could go on forever um and, and then that was actually replaced by the high flying high energy professional wrestling and yeah, that's man. what that's what killed catch wrestling in this country because mm -hmm. it was boring because it was boring yeah. yeah yeah to watch it's boring yeah. it's boring to watch like greco-roman like wrestling we love greco-roman wrestling but it's boring yeah. well oh, yeah. it's like when jujitsu first came out phil Everybody said it's boring. Now everybody's mm -hmm. knowledge has gotten so much right. better. Oh, he's going for a Kimura. Oh, he's right. going for an arm bar. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Well, beforehand, they, what are they what are they laying on each other for? Yeah, in pajamas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Gracie would just be on the ground forever, just laying there. But you know, that was all part of the strategy. Not very not very exciting to watch, but you know. That's what it took. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, you know, they have to, you, you got to look at this because people look at entertainment, entertainment, or you want to win the fight. So you look at entertainment, you look at a fight. Uh, yeah. and All that's, right, so I, I got one for you. I mean, yes, meaning, meaning to ask you this. Yeah. <clears throat> Sugar Ray Leonard and Mike Tyson are the same height. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You like that already, right? Yeah. So yeah. you, 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 <laughs> You know the question. You know, <laughs> Le Leonard, 155. Yep. Tyson, 218. Yeah. So, um, if you're in the middle and you're a 170-pound guy, what direction do you go? Um, do, do, you be, do, do you seek to become the Tyson and muscle up, or do you go down and become the Ray, Leonard? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it, it, I always consider this thing is called fighting weight. And what is your best fighting weight? So what you have to do, all athletes have to find a weight that they have their strength and endurance mm -hmm. at. So now if you drop too much weight, oh, sure, you, you may have a strength advantage, but you're probably going to crap out because you drop too much weight. I mean, I did, that was a, a classic mistake I made um, and it hurt me. And then when I went up to weight class, I started mauling people, mm. you know, uh, I dropped down too, too low. And I thought I was going to have a strength advantage, 
but you know, we had weigh-ins at the same day and so forth. So it was a little bit different. Um, but now when you, when you go up, here's one thing I, I, I also, I went up and after I stopped wrestling, I just fought heavyweight and light heavyweight. I didn't go down anymore. And I liked, as long as my strength could match them, I felt I was quicker. So again, you know, this is, we're going to go with that. Hey, it depends. So know? what, 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 at, uh, 5'10", 5'10", what was your yeah. fight weight? Ultimate. Well, what was your best fight weight? My best fight weight was like 185. So like middle okay. Middle that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty thick, right? Because yeah. you're, you're packing probably what, an 8% body fat, right? At that, at that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like right now, like I go between, I keep my weight between 188 and 192. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I keep that steady. I've, I've been pretty much that weight since I graduated Maryland in 1984. Wow. Um, except there was a couple of times I went down weight, a couple of times I went up in weight, you know, for specific reasons. But uh, what do you, what'd be a typical day of eating for you? Are you super strict? Um, most days, yes. And All right. Well, like what? P- walk us through okay. a day. You, you wake up. Right. What do you get? Uh, and and I, I usually have one of three things for breakfast. I'll have a banana with peanut butter. I'll have a, I, I call it croat meal. And I've been doing croat meal for 30 years where I take um, oatmeal. I mix in powdered eggs and then I put fresh fruit in it. And then uh, sometimes I just have eggs. And that's typical breakfast. How many uh, eggs? Uh, three to four. Okay. Yeah. Whole, whole. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, throw some stuff in it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, the egg white thing. I, I'm, I'm over that. No, nah, we don't do that. No, nah, nah, I need, look, you need X amount of fat. And then, um, you know, lunch. I, I don't eat a lot of processed uh, flour, processed foods. I try to stay away from them. But if I want to have my pizza or pasta once in a while, I'm going to do it straight up. I'm not lying. Uh, I, I have to. <laughs> let, me, let me know. Let me know when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> Given that meatball I, recipe, I, Marty. Because yeah. I, I bet you know some good places, Phil. Oh, I do. I do. Oh, oh, man. I, 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 my, my, a bunch of my friends own restaurants, so, you know. Oh, God. So it's always God. good to go. So when you come up, I, when you come up, man, I'm taking you out. Okay. So we had, um, and then uh, for lunch, I'll typically have, like, I eat a lot of chicken. I'd say mm-hmm. chicken is the number one thing I eat. Yep. And after that, I eat fish. And then... Um, What's your fish of choice? Salmon. Yeah, love salmon. And, and then tuna, you know, and then tuna. And I have sardines, too. I like sardines. Mustard yeah. or plain, or what do you... Uh, I mix it up. Sometimes I throw cream cheese on it. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, toast up the bread, you know, get some, get some yeah. Ezekiel bread, toast that up, throw some cream cheese on there, open up a can of uh, sardines, throw it on there. That's some, uh, hard, some uh, hardcore guida there, brother. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then for dinner, I again, I'll stay away from the processed carbs. I'll have some type of meat. Generally, it's a chicken, a turkey, something like that. And how, about, a, how about red meat? Eating any steaks? Salad. Yeah, well, uh, once, I'll have red meat like once a week. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, sometimes twice, but generally once a week. And, and I always have, I have a ton of salad and I eat fruit all day too. Like I mm. eat, I'll eat, you know, I eat pears, apples, oranges, um, and I have a huge salad every day. And I eat a lot of bell peppers. You know, the, yeah, I like that. I pepper. love those, man. Um, and then, you know, hey, listen, like, you know, once in a while, you know, I, I like my, I like my whiskey. Uh, <laughs> so I'll have that. 
And, good, uh, good, you know, good. So it's, uh, you're trying to, you're trying yeah, to hit and, a certain amount of protein a day, certain amount yes. of uh, grams. Yeah. What are you doing with that? Yeah. You know what? I, I go by feel. You know, I, yeah. you know, I do. I cook the same way. I used to run an Italian restaurant. I used to run Tartarugas down in uh, College Park. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I go by feel. Like some days, I want more protein. It depends what I'm. You know, it depends what I'm doing. I'm maybe, you're beat, head- maybe, maybe you're beat down, right? Yeah, yeah. Give me yeah. some extra protein. God, I yep. feel terrible. Yeah. I know. I have to get something, especially when I have a. If I have a really hard lift uh, resistance training session, and I really blew it out. Yeah. I, I want, I want to feel meat in my mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> and, then t- <laughs> and then, and then drink a whiskey and take a nap. Boom. Hmm. <laughs> you know, that's one thing, you know, I, I have to make sure that I get my proper rest because. Yep. You there, Phil? Boom. We lost him back. Uh, he's. Phil. I'll tell you what. Why does this happen every time? I, I think last time was Marty, wasn't it? No, no, it was our guest. Our guest lost. He's, Who do we have? I'm having a. He's oh, still there, Phil. Hit, hit the button or something. You're still on, but you're. Uh, he probably leaned on it. Leaned on the button. You know oh, that diet. You say oh. lean, not diet. There he is. There, I don't know what happened. Oh, uh, you 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 did something, old timer. Shoot, man, I'm trying to look. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking, you're talking so, about rest. You're talking about getting yeah, rest. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then and then, and then um, but I was ta- uh, I, I I just just I don't know if you guys heard it, but uh, the this uh, the constant tension deadlifts mm. that I picked yeah, up. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. I I actually I actually made a video of that, and I I gave. Give you guys prop Morty props on this and threw it out on the internet. But you see, because I don't know how many you guys know, but I had a, a bad injury to my neck in 2011, mm. and um, and I have a spinal cord injury, so it kind of screwed up my hand uh, because the uh, I had an osteophyte that hit the spinal column, and uh, you know it really impaired my right hand. So uh, you know I'm limited there, and and deadlifting was was really getting um, depressing for me because I could hardly use any weight because of my right hand. Uh, but then, then I heard your podcast and it hit me. I said, you know what? If I, I can hold on to that bar and- Strap up, strap up. Yeah, strap up. Yeah, I know, but you know what? I, here's my thing. And I know I probably should, but I just, I just don't want to use anything extraneous. Right, yeah. I don't, anything, <laughs> I use nothing extra. I don't use wraps. I don't use. Be able to just walk into the gym. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, because again, see now I'm thinking about fighting, because mm-hmm. if I have to, if I have to go at it with somebody, I don't have a strap. I don't you have can't wear strap. straps or a belt. Right. I'm <laughs> just anything. gonna go. I'm just gonna go. So I want to be prepared to go at any point in time. I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's staying insane. I don't care, but that's the way I think. So, so what did you you made lightweight feel heavy or did yes you- yes because what i did was yeah basically i put uh i took take 235s right. i put them on the ground and right. then i do my deadlifts and in, in this workout i call it my testosterone boost workout okay. um i basically i do nine i do one warm-up and nine working sets of deadlifts Okay. Well, Phil, you're doing deficits. You're putting the 35s on the ground to use as a platform, right? Yes, yes. So there's right. constant tension. 
I have constant yes. tension on me the whole yep. time through the rep range. How, how many rep? How many reps per set? I only go. Uh, I max out at eight, and when I go to eight, eight. I'm not, yeah. that's a lot, brother. Eight yeah. times how many set? Nine. Eight <laughs> times nine. Do the math, Jimmy, real quick. How yeah, many reps is that? Seventy-two. Is that seven? 72 reps. That's more than we do, that's Woo! for sure. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's how many I do a month. <laughs> my, my, my goal is different, though. Right. Uh, yeah, so tonnage in different ways. Uh, he's getting that total tonnage. What was that? What was that? The crazy. Remember, crazy Adam at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in the uh with the tier one guys what did he do with oh, like 300 squats a week um, at, you know uh, 150 uh, weeks. no no his deadlift was something crazy like like five oh yeah 50 for right. 52 reps but he, wow. he broke it up he broke it up right yeah yeah like nine reps take take 20 seconds eight reps in. I, don't, I don't look like a scared cat when i do <laughs> oh, oh yeah and he had the he had the most horrible deadlift form i've ever seen in a year i would turn i had to turn away because i honestly <laughs> <laughs> he said he looked at he looked at me and said what should i do and i said i, I said i am speechless that just don't change anything <laughs> Don't change anything at this stage of your life. Just keep really. Doing it. You just let him go. Well, he deadlifted. He deadlifted five eighty five. Well, listen. <laughs> Looking like a scared cat. He's yes. Wow. He's not going to listen to a word. If you said hey, it's too hey, late, it's too late. He's a forty two year old guy. You know, put on three fifteen. He'd be like, no way. I'm no, never. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, so, eight. So, so to nine I, sets of eight. Yes, and what. How many times a week? Just once. Just oh, once. thank, thank uh, yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, and then, and then, you know, <laughs> and when I get to eight, then I go to the next weight, and then I go as long as I get five, as long as I get five, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and then in between these, in between the deadlifts, I do three, basically chest exercises. I do the Nora grip push-ups. Um, no, wait a minute. In so, all right. So, what's yeah. going on in between? So, here's, so you just set a, yeah. you just set a deadlift, right? And then, yep. and then what? Yep. And then I'll uh, first set. I'll drop down. I'll do um, a set of Nora grip push-ups. Of what? And this is without rest. Now what's the uh, exercise? No, I, I don't. I don't okay. understand yeah. the exercise. What is it? Okay, these are uh, the John Bruni developed these things. These Nora grips. John. No, Bruni. I, don't, I don't know. Oh yeah, John. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, John. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's like uh, it's a handle with a like spike on it, and uh, the bottoms are um, they're like dimes. They wobble. Yeah. So yeah. instability, say, yeah. Yes. It's like it's like doing uh, push-ups between two benches, but the benches wobble. Yeah, it's I, I you know I've happened to embrace these things. And I, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I think they'd probably be cool if you could awesome. if you could use them. Yeah. I mean, I, so I mean, anyway, so you do so you do these. Uh, ha, uh, how many reps in your push-up set? Well, I'm getting uh, sixty. Sixty. It, yeah. So. You go from yeah. eight reps in the deadlift, and then you start okay. repping out, and you do 60 reps in this yeah. thing. Then what? I, I only started at 30, but I'm already up to 60. Okay. So then then what? Then I go back to the deadlift. Okay. Then what? And then I put six chains on me at they're seven and a quarter pounds each, and I do dips. So I'll do dips. like- Weighted yeah, do dips. Like, weighted dips. Like, weighted dips. Okay. How many reps you get? I, get, I shoot for 12. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And then, then, then a set of deadlifts. Yep. Then what? 
then I take incline dumbbell bench and I'll do, uh, I'll do uh, uh, 70 pounds and uh -huh. I'll, I'll go eight, 10, 12 reps. Whatever. Yeah. Wrap it out. Right. One set to failure. No warm up. Well, you're kind of warmed up. Anyway, I'm warmed up. I'm warmed up you, yeah. You're warmed yeah, up. Yeah. I'm warm. <laughs> so then what? So then a set of deadlifts Then what? And then I repeat that three times. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Okay, well. Okay. Marty, this well. takes us three months to do. <laughs> so, in, so in addition to the 72 sets of deadlifts, yeah. you're getting another eight. So you're getting 80 sets in. How long, yeah. does, this, how long does this take? 45 minutes. Oh, that's cool. So you're getting 80 sets in yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I do it. Yeah, like, that's great. That's but great. how? Yeah, how are you resting though and getting it done that quick? He's not. I I sip some water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. have I have five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, I, so 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 I wanted to round out the hours. So I, I put. Oh, of course, yeah, right. Yeah. You so, don't want to be bored. No, no, no. So I had this. I found this thing. It's called a pulley pro. It's kind of cool. But I broke yeah. some of the straps. I had to get something else. Um, what What is it? It's it, what I do is I have a um I have on your rack, a right? rack. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just it's like um a, like a pull up rack and, and uh, well it's, I had I built this rack in my it's garage. A it's a cable and and you can uh, attach a kettlebell to the end of it and do rows or whatever you want. Okay. Is that All the right. thing I've seen on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Dude, we've cool. been doing that with the cross core yeah, yeah. for right, twelve or fifteen right. years. Right, right. Hook up one end to it. Yeah. Okay. So what? So what do you do? So uh, that I'll I'll use uh. 124 pound uh, kettlebell and I'll do between 12 and 15 reps of what a row a row, row. How, how do you do that you, okay. are you seated or standing no, or I stand what? I stand I stand up and I squat I squat down I get down low and I pull it full range of motion right and I always I always rotate my wrist like I was throwing a punch or trying to grab someone and pull them in of course and, and then I'll do uh hanging Why abs. Would you? of course then I do hanging abs and okay. then I and I do this thing called the, um, it's a, a neck bite belt. Uh, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I, I, I take a karate belt and I tie it in a knot and I put it through a kettlebell and I bite it. And then I mm -hmm. go, I go yeah. my head to the side and up and down to build my neck. <laughs> and plus, it, plus it helps you build your jaw strength. So when you get- Plus, hit, plus it's a great, yeah, if you ever have to bite somebody, yeah, yeah that's a which, really which, good thing to have. Which, which I have done in several fights. So. Oh, oh, that's great, good, <laughs> good. I have to. It's, it's a good feeling. They let go immediately. <laughs> yeah, they do, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. Boardwalk. <laughs> okay. Hey, yeah, this is way before Mike Tyson was. Shoot. That's right. That's right. Also makes for a good picture. We've got great pictures in the book of you doing the. Yeah. The, yeah where you've the got that bite belt thing in your mouth, yeah. and yeah, it's uh, ferocious looking. Well, that's the name of the book, Ferocious Fitness. So exactly. exactly. Appropriate. But, but Phil, yeah. Phil, don't you call this your uh, T-boost training? What's So what are you talking about? This raises your testosterone? or? Yeah, I mean, straight yeah. up. I mean, uh, my, I, I'll tell you, my testosterone level has gone up in, I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to be 59 this year. My testosterone has gone up in the past eight years. Uh, so the way I've been doing my training regimen, I take nothing, guys. I take uh, nothing, that's, that's not bad. a thing. That's bad news for the rest of us. <laughs> I'm it's it's it, it, you know it, it's this. I do explosive power training. 
I don't like do long distance running or any of that kind of stuff. I, that brings down your testosterone. Um, and I'll tell you, my heart rate is good. My blood pressure, I just got to take it. And you were coming off a serious injury in 2011. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bad. So, and at, a, at an advanced age. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm saying this is, this is the age that most people, they, well, I'm, re I'm retiring. How, how and, old uh, are you, Ben? I'm, I'm 58. I'll okay. be, yeah, I was born in 1962. Okay. So, um, you know, just, uh, I just want to keep going, you know, and you can get stronger at this age. I mean, heck, last night I uh, had my, my son and my nephew and my son's buddy came over and, you know, we were, well, I took him out to dinner and we had a couple of pops and uh, we got the neuro grips out. I actually banged out 65. Uh, 65 what? 65 Norgrip push-ups, just you know. Oh, 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 oh! You guys, you guys had too many drinks and started yes. doing push-ups. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. How many? How many did you get, Grandpa? 65. I'm the <laughs> yeah. Did you? You, you crushed them, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's a good feeling. <laughs> and, that's and a good feeling. All, they're all athletes too. <laughs> yeah, Phil, using those grips, I think yeah. I've seen them uh, used somewhere, but on those grips. Isn't mm -hmm. your range of motion increased because you can, you're elevated and you can yes. really come yes. down? Yes. And, yeah. and the things the things you want to you want to keep tight the whole time. So yeah. You come down, and um, so it gives you an expanded range of motion. Plus, I mean, the, the stability. But it's, it's purposely it's purposely unstable. Yes. Which forces you to create stability, which is right. same as the cross core. Right, like the cross core. And actually on the cross core, uh, one, one of the days, like after I do this workout, the T-boost workout, the next workout I'll do is mostly calisthenics and cross core. And I do, I put heavy swings in it too. I'll swing with a 150 pound kettlebell and I'll do six sets of the swings and I'll do three sets the four sets of whatever cross core and calisthenic I feel like doing, which usually includes, you know, pull-ups, dips. Um, I do the half moon rotations. I do the chest press with the, the uh, cross core. Um, and typically on that, what I'll do is I'll go, I mix it up, but I'll do 10 nice and slow, uh, you know, if we're doing the chest and then I'll do five, one arm, five, the other arm. And then sometimes I, I mix in the plyos. You know what though? You ever do? Tri I mean, I know you guys do. But you do triceps with a cross core. Oh, oh yeah, man, that oh, yeah. lights up my triceps for me. It's because of the extreme oh. stretch you can get. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I, that uh, that cross core really saved my bacon during the uh, all the shutdowns, and then, you yeah. know I used it pretty much for a year in my backyard. But I used it as a pulley, like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. would put heavy kettlebells on it, and I'm doing rows yeah. and tricep extensions and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's a uh, there's an old video that we did. I don't know if you know mm -hmm. this, but I'm I'm a co-inventor of the uh, cross core, and uh, oh. so er early on we went to an army mm -hmm. base, and mm -hmm. we put all these Abrams tanks together, and we put the turrets together on two tanks, mm -hmm. and I put a cross core on one turret and one on the other, and I hooked gas tanks to them. And I was out there in the middle of the desert doing cable crossovers. <laughs> gas tanks with two cross yeah. cores it was badass yeah. it's a great tool man there's there's I, nothing like it it's an, oh. it's an uh, I, I love this tool and i think that I, it, the marketing on it is horrendous i, I look i pulled this thing i know before. i would uh, this this thing is so good it if should it's, uh, if it's used right phil and i right. phil and i had long conversations on this mm -hmm. is that it would be 
ideal for these dojos that have limited floor space that they yep. don't want to clutter up with barbells and dumbbells mm -hmm. and benches and all that mm -hmm. stuff that, that they really don't know how to use anyway. Right, right. <laughs> As, but they understand the need for strength. So it would be ideal if we could show them how to get an effective strength training program I, from the cross court, which you oh, can. Yeah. Which you can. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can let it hang in the corner. And it, yep. it is uh, a TRX quadrupled. I mean, there's no comparison. Right. I call it TRX on steroids. Yeah, and, really. And the thing is, if you couple this, okay, if you're a dojo, right, you have a cross court yep. and kettlebells. That's, I mean, the floor space, you don't have to take up much space nope. at all. You can nope. put them away, bring them back out. I mean, that's what I did. I did that at my school all the time. Right. I had great classes in it, cross court, kettlebell. And you wear them out with the goblet squat, with the kettlebell, yep. Yep. right? That's because the one thing the cross core is a little bit weak on is the leg stuff. Upper body, yeah. you can get great upper body yes. training that replicates dumbbells. Yes, you really, easy. you really can, but mm -hmm. ah, the legs not so much. Well, great. Ex Marty, except on hamstring curls. Best now hamstring that, curls yes. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to, yeah. I've got to start, start doing that. Yeah, but you're that's, right. But that's... it will. But it, but if you can't squat or you need to work on your technique or whatever, that's a great tool to use because it allows you to really tighten up your form and come down mm -hmm. and exhale at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you can, you can put your body at a different angle, therefore adjusting your uh, resistance level. So it's, it's great the, for, it's, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the best tool for introducing civilians, how to squat properly. hundred percent. And I have, I have a, a client came to me recently and the guy, you know, he had, Terrible knees, terrible knees, couldn't yep. squat. I mean, yep. Yep. so yep. I started him out with the cross core coming down on the angle, uh, established his full range of motion. Now yep. he's break. Now he's breaking parallel with a goblet squat and a kettlebell. Yep. You, got, you, uh, you gave him his light. You gave him his function back. Yes, he is. Uh, he, he loves it. You know? So is that because they can sit back on that cross cord in their shins? Yes. It, and yes. also it makes it makes your payload lighter, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you're a, a, a 225 pound, five foot three inch woman, yeah. you haven't been able to squat down in 25 years. Well, with the cross cord, you take that 225 pounds and cut it down to about 125 mm -hmm. because you lean back. You lean back and that allows them to go, they're able to go down to that complete range of motion. They're like, they're shocked. They're like, I haven't been down to be yeah. able to get that. I and, haven't been able to get that low in 25 years. And, and say, it well, takes, it takes the intimidation out of it. Yes. yes. So, yes. Safe. so they can so actually do it. There's no, there's no weight on you. Nope. Right. There's no implement, any problem. You just look over the handles and stand up. It's yeah. better than a box because you don't have the spinal compression. Right, 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 right. And again, it just makes them well, light, makes them lighter. Yeah, here's the other thing with the box. Here's what most people do, especially when they're not trained. What do they do when the bottom hits the box? They relax. Yep. And they lose all their tension. So now they're going to try to get back up? No. You want to have continuous tension. This, this makes you engage the whole time. And it's just, it's such a confidence booster and, and heck, it's, it's, it's expanding the range of motion. And, 
And it hangs in a corner. Yep. I mean, I love the cross court. So I posted a YouTube workout uh, a few years ago, and this one guy goes, why is not everyone watching this? Know. <laughs> you know, it's, know. it's, it's maddening. It's maddening. Every, yeah. every, uh, I get asked to do a lot of seminars and every place we show the tool, people are like, well, this thing is really effective. And it's like, yeah, yeah. it is. And no one yeah. knows any, anything about right. it. And it's I, like, it. Go ahead. And the thing is I I take high level athletes and people who are completely deconditioned with the same tool. Well, you know, here's, <laughs> yeah. here, here's a funny story. What's the, what's John's last name? The fellow who invented the push-up. Uh, uh, Bruni. Bruni. Yeah. Well, right. you remember John, uh, John is a legitimate, I think 525 pound bench presser. Yeah. He's strong. okay. Yeah. So it's a legitimate 525 pound bench pressure. So I brought him up out of the audience at a Dragon Door conference and had mm -hmm. him him do cross court uh, chest press, right? Yeah. And I burnt him out. I think he did eight, no, yeah, seven regular reps, mm -hmm. three with each arm. And by the time we got to the explosive reps at the end, he couldn't finish it. Yeah. But, but of course, here's the trick is that he weighed <laughs> He's three, three, 300 pounds, right? Yeah. So, you know, that, yeah. you know, what, what I didn't pull up some, you know, 105 pound cheerleader. Right, right. Well, you, you know. slowed him down too. You slowed him. Oh, so yes, yes, we, yeah. yes, we, yeah. yes, we did. Yes, we oh, did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And that's yeah. the tool, you know, that's the tool. If you're going to do any kind of body weight training, suspension training, mm -hmm. you know, the first thing you see anybody doing, we used to do all these trade shows and stuff and people would get on it. And of course, everybody gravitates to the chest press. Right. And they'll get on it and they're banging it out and exploding at the bottom mm -hmm. and going yeah. so fast. With these little, take that, little, these little partial reps. And yep. and they'll go, well, this is this is no big deal. This isn't mm. creating any resistance. And then you mm -hmm. slow them down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then and then you increase their range of motion, yeah. have them pause at the bottom, yeah. no mm -hmm. explosion, just grind it up. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, and that guy that you're talking about, Marty, he's a 600-pound bencher, and you burned him down with his own body weight in, what, six or eight reps, something like that? Yeah, yeah. ten, less than 10, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's the key. you got to slow it down. you got to grind. Then the, pro then the problem is when you have them do it that way, there's a lot of people who go, you know, that's really not very pleasant. <laughs> but the thing the thing is the thing right. is, and you're like yeah you know you know that's that's kind of the problem with with forcing muscle growth but it's the not, thing it's is not, it's not really that. it's not it's not really pleasant no. it is such a safe way when you're using grind speed and you're using reduced re resistance like that it is so safe it not only do you get a just a, a, a intense burn in your muscle you can feel every fiber just burning like mad oh. but it's safe you're not tearing your joints up and when yes. you get done with your workout you know if your joints are usually sore after a bench press workout or whatever you don't have that with this because it's all m deep muscle tissue muscle fiber workout it's not placing that strain on your joints so that's one of the also best also it. we also we use the that that radically it's not just a full range of motion it's really a, 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 an extended range of motion yes mm -hmm. you know and 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 that 
in that reduces the poundage right there. Mm -hmm. uh, you can obviously, you can use the most weight using the, the shortest rep stroke. See that all the time at the mm -hmm. commercial gyms. Oh, look, he's doing 315. Yeah, yeah. he's doing 315, but he's only yeah. lowering the bar. He's lowering the bar halfway. Yeah. Right. And he couldn't pause. He couldn't do 265 paused. Right. You know, and that's worthless strength. That's wrong, strong. Mm -hmm. Right. That's not, uh, yeah, you've got that little kind of tiny kind of limited strength range. That's not what we're interested in. We want to be strong over the full and complete range of motion. Mm -hmm. Right. Then, because, then when you shorten it, it's easier. All my guys, when we go to competition, they go, you mean we only have to squat down this far? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. what? And, and their squats all go up 50 pounds. Right. But, but Marty, when you really stretch that, that uh, range of motion out, you're also helping yourself prevent injury. Yes. Because yes. you're using the, the full uh, function of the joint, the full we're, range of motion of the we're, joint. We're, where, is, where, do, where do the injuries occur? The injuries occur in that part of the range of motion that you're not working. Right. Right. There's nothing strong about that section. Mm -hmm. How, how could there be? You haven't done anything there. If you do half squats or three quarter squats, you, below that you got nothing, brother. Yep. Right. You're vulnerable. You get you get two inches below your normal range of motion. It's like uh oh, <laughs> col collapse. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I I love that time under tension with the uh, cross core. And, and again, that's how, as we age, we're able to retain full and complete range of motion. We're not, mm -hmm. we're not having to ride around in carts in Walmart, you know, no. it's, it's, it's not an issue. Uh, and again, with your tight eating, I'm sure you're very consistent in your eating, right? Yes. Yes. But then and, I, I have a reward, ahead. I have a reward day. Or you know, yeah, he calls it a reward I'm day. Yes, okay. I don't cheat. Keep it up forever. That does sound better. It does sound better, right? Because cheating like, is like a negative connotation. Right. Very good. Hey, listen, I, I did. I did something good. I, I deserve a reward. So. This, this, this doesn't involve your wife in costumes, does it? Well, you know, hey, that's a whole. <laughs> <laughs> What part of, yeah, 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 what do you do? What's a, what would be a good, is it all day? Is it all day? No, nah, it's just, uh, usually it's, you know, one meal, you know, and uh, like I, I'll have my pizza, my pasta, my default yeah. is Italian food. Is that for yeah. breakfast? <laughs> no, no, no. I said like, but, but here's what I do. Here's what I'll do. Cause I do stupid stuff. Like I won't eat all day or I'll just eat fruit all day. Oh uh, yeah. Yep, and then I'll just, I'll just grab that and I'll yep. just crush yep. it. Yeah. I'll, eat, I'll eat half a pie like nothing. Yeah, well, that that minimizes the damage by doing that earlier in the day. That's good. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your pizza joint of, of choice out there? Oh, here, well, yeah. we like um, there's a couple of them. Like. There's one Pizza Master. They're in town. Yeah. They're really yeah. good. Um, and then there's Noni's Pizza. Every pizza place is good, man. I yeah, think. up in North Jersey, the same. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, sure. no. Yeah. We're not we're not doing any pizza places when I come up here. Now, tell me, so where are you taking me? Where are you taking me, Phil? We got. Uh, I'm coming up. Marty's there. Where are we going? We're gonna go to. Uh, we're gonna go to Dewey, my my my, my buddy's uh, place. All right. What's the what's the what's the flavor? What's the oh, it's all it's, it's the Italian. theme? Oh, Italian. Okay. Italian. I mean, 
I mean, Nor- every, every Italian dish. He, uh, well, he does some northern, but he's mostly southern Italian. Yes, 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 the, yes, you know, yes, the, yes. The, the meat sauce, you know, the, the gravy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, just all. We need some lasagna. We need some yeah. rigatoni. We need oh, some cannolis. We need some. They make everything. They make everything fresh yeah. there. I mean, ah, oh, we need some veal cutlets. We need yep. some veal parmesan. Oh, that's, that's what you're talking about. Were you at Fort Lee, Lodi? Where were you before your place? I'm. I'm. Well, my studio was in Hohokus. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Bergen County. Yeah. And yeah. I live in Mawa now. Okay. I've been in Mawa, I guess, for twenty something years now. So all those years you had the dojo did, because uh, that's a that used to be a big mob area, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever had any run-ins with those guys? Anything interesting up there? I know a couple guys. Yeah. Not one of my one of my. Wait a minute, Marty. Jim, that's not a good subject. Well, one 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 guy knew he's he's gone now, but um, he had uh, he had a, a situation and he got shot six times and he and he and he lived and I, I I was talking to him at at somebody else's funeral and I said I asked him how he's doing he goes yeah I'm doing better I go I go yeah I got that lead poison I'll get you every time so yeah I and I bounced so you know bouncing in North Jersey I mean you have no choice but to run into right I mean, I, you know, I worked at Lace for a number of years, you know, it's kind of like putting the rat in charge of the cheese, but, um, so, <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, all these guys, you know, who ran those places and owned them were, you know, right. whatever. So. so do you ever go back and, and bounce just for, just for fun? Like, like the comedian, just see like uh, Jerry Seinfeld, he'll go back to these little hole in the wall, uh, comedy clubs, just to, just to try out new bits and things. We're going and yeah, try I, out new bits at the at the clubs. Well, I think my, I think my wife would bounce my head off for something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That's the only bounce that I'm doing. Because every <laughs> once in a while, every once in a while, I go to yeah, you know, I miss that because my, my buddy will come over. Uh, he's my little one's uh, godfather, and if you ever see him, he's like a really super rough guy. Um, and, and he's uh, uh, he's he does the uh, UFC. Uh, he's uh, in the cage with the fighters. He's a state inspector and so forth. And, um, you know, we start talking about days we're bouncing and getting into all crazy stuff. And I'm like, God, you know, maybe I want to go bounce a couple minutes. And she's like, yeah, right. Yeah, no, 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 it won't happen. It won't happen. Plus, you know, it's, the rules are so much different. I mean, last time I bounced, I think, was 04. Was, I think 04. No, no, you ain't doing that. that well, uh, you know, the biggest that, thing that, 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 that that ship sailed. You're an established yes. guy now. You got too much to lose. Yeah, I do. Would you even risk it? You know. Right. That's the thing, because you know, if, I, if I'm going to do something, you know, the last time I, I did, I, I choked the guy out, and uh, he was a big dude. I choked him out. He was punching the crap out of a little guy, and I dragged him out, got his friends out, and then the establishment said to me, said, "Oh, do you think he's going to sue things?" I said, like, "No, you know, whatever." Well, you know, because we can't back you. So I'm like, okay. I collected my cash at the end of the night. I called the next day. I said, listen, uh, I'm done. I'm not, uh, I'm not taking off the schedule tonight. And they're like, oh, you feel not feeling good? I go, no, take me off tonight. And every other night I'm done. I'm never coming back there. You yeah. back me, I'm not, I'm not going to be there. So yeah, you're personally I'm, responsible. I mean, yeah, who, yeah. who wants to have I, I, you know? No, I, I, no. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm no, protecting right. your establishment. So anyway. All right. All right. All right. We're yeah. kind of run, running on here. Now, look, I wanted to ask you, Phil, we, we kind of got to wrap this up, but I wanted yes. to ask you, in your, yes. your experience, in your experience, mm-hmm. if you had to name the top 
three baddest fighters you've ever personally seen? Who, who would you rank? Well, one of my favorite guys just recently passed, uh, Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Oh, yeah. I, I loved him. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen to uh, Teddy Atlas's podcast where he does a tribute to him, man. He puts him yeah. away real good, man. It's fantastic. Oh, he was just, uh, wow. Why was he so good? Uh, I loved his work ethic. I loved his toughness. I loved his ability to switch sides. He could fight orthodox. Or, fought everybody. Uh, or, yeah, he fought everybody. Never ducked anybody. Yeah. No. No, he, I mean, he had some wars. I mean, and, you know, and great, great combination of speed, agility, and power. Yes. I mean, it, yeah, you don't want to get hit by a haggler. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, everybody, every, I mean, and, and again, all right, well, let's keep going. So who else? Okay. Well, if you look at catch wrestling, I love Frank Gotch. Guy, okay. I mean, you, you look at the way he was put together back, back then. I mean, we, 19 we, neck. You got to fit. You got to fill us in. We don't know. No one knows anything about Frank yeah. Gotch. So tell us who he is and why he was great. Frank Gotch was uh, this incredible catch wrestler. What was the er, what was the era? In nineteen uh, turn of the century, nineteen twenty. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, the guy was just put together. I mean, he was like 5'11", 200, low two hundreds, with like you know nineteen inch neck. Uh, the guy just fought everywhere, fought anyone. Uh, you know, uh, just it was just just tough, just a tough, hard, strong guy. And this is before. You know, if you look at some pictures of this guy, uh, you're gonna be amazed. And this is before anybody right. really did any type. There was no steroids or anything back then. I mean, this guy's just natural training, just strong and just tough and just. And this was the year when, when they would go forever, right? Like yes, yes. Ma matches would last. I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, yeah, they can go hours. Can go hours. hours. Yeah. 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 All right. Who, who else? Well, I mean, listen, you know, I, I get another guy I really like is Mike Tyson. You know, uh, the other day he's got his flaws, this, that, and the other thing. But you know what? He fought at a time when whenever they, whoever they put up in front of him, he hit him, and you did not want to get hit by Tyson. Uh, you know, and one of one of his one of his major flaws was he never really learned how to fight moving backwards, and he didn't know what to do when he got put on his heels. And that's what um, Evander Holyfield exposed on him. But not too many people had the guts that Holyfield had to step into Tyson. So, but he was he was formidable, and I think that if he had had the right management, I don't think anybody would have stopped. Him. And he was so undersized. I mean, yeah. He fought, I mean, he was 5'11", and everybody else was six foot three. Yep. And he turned his biggest disadvantage into his biggest advantage. And that was mm -hmm. that that inside power coming up. Oh. And then if you look at his 43 knockouts on YouTube, mm -hmm. uh, unbelievable amount of them. He, he gets everybody concentrated on that tremendous kind of uppercut power inside. And then mm -hmm. he hits him with this crazy outside left that comes in oh. on, the, on the tempo, oh. right? Oh. Yes. And and he's got like 17 knockouts using that thing where mm -hmm. everybody's like defending their life, getting their ribs pounded out. And then all of yep. a sudden that thing comes in from left field and they go down. And, and that's like, it. How does a guy that small? Uh, yeah, he weighed 220, which was pretty yeah. thick and pretty stocky. But I mm -hmm. think the key is, is look at his back. Mm -hmm. 
his back is so thick and so oh. powerful that I think that that's where the jolt comes from. Well, you, you know, we know that you know the the back is the strongest part of the upper body. Uh, you know, a lot of I know a lot of people focus on bench press and stuff, but you know, your back is that's that's where all your power punching you lock your lat in, bam, and, and man, he just had a and also he had he had incredible quads. You know, yes. his, his, yeah, I mean, he could just just root with the ground and and he put everything into every punch and he knew how to use it. and he you know he was a weight trainer uh, you mm -hmm. know he, he did a lot of weightlifting yeah prison prison style yeah <laughs> and the and the ferociousness of i mean how many how many times did we all get pay-per-view go to Vegas, <laughs> sitting there boom here it comes he runs out there and just th there's a knockout in 20 or 30 seconds and we're like yeah oh my god it's over already yeah, you know, it was yeah. it was something, and there's some really great videos of him, like his top, well, all his knockouts and things like yeah. that. Uh, just to watch the clips on there, it's just amazing. I mean, just the uh, the ferociousness, and I don't know, man. Um, if you're the other guy, if you're his opponent, man, I I, I don't know. You had to be pretty damn brave <coughs> to get in that he, ring with him. He, he, yeah. he never he never fought George Foreman, did he? No, no. Uh -uh. That that would have uh -uh. been. I would have liked to see Tyson at his peak against George Foreman at his peak because I, I don't yeah. think any I don't think anybody hit harder than George Foreman. I don't uh, think Tyson hit as hard as George Foreman. Yeah, what, George, do, you, what, do, you, what do you think, Phil? Uh, you know what? The difference I see is the size difference. Whereas, where if you look if you look at some of Foreman's knockouts, people went backwards. Whereas. Yeah because there was a lot of uh, momentum behind it, a little more push, whereas Tyson, a lot of guys would just fall. So uh, yeah. more of a George, George was a robot. Yeah. But you, it was like some, one guy described, he said, getting hit with Foreman is like getting hit with a, with a chunk of concrete. Yeah, when yeah. he fought Frazier, Phil, you remember that? Frazier was oh, God. literally flying across the room, and he's as tough as they come, man. Oh, God. He, uh, that's another guy I love. And he's small. We love yeah. Frazier. Yeah, he was smaller yeah. than Tyson. Yeah, I, I stood next to Frazier, and I, honestly, I I looked bigger. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah, this is the heavyweight champ of the world, man. I know it's unbelievable, right? Yeah, I mean, man, he was tough. He didn't was tough. Uh, didn't Foreman fight Holyfield too? Uh, they uh, fought, right? He, yeah, but he was big and fat then. They I, mean, went, I was talking was, George yeah. at his peak. Yeah, but they went what 12, 15 rounds. They went the oh, whole George. way. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. You, could, you couldn't knock George down, man. Nobody knocked no, Foreman he, down. No, that's right. He was a he was he was a building. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it, 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 Tommy Tommy Morrison, you know, got the title from Foreman. Oh, is yeah. that right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But that was yeah. that that he was so far past his peak. Yeah, oh, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, but it was a uh, that was a tragic story. That's a guy who should hit too. Yeah. Do you ever see Sonny Liston fight? Yes. What a beast. <laughs> uh, yeah. His his left jab was, they say, was showery. He said he was the guy who could hit you with a with a left jab and break your jaw with four inches. Wow. And that's with gloves on, too. You know, yep. you, you, you have, you have, people have to take that into account. You know, and his, that, was, gloves. That, that was convict fitness there buddy i mean yep. he he learned everything he knew about boxing in prison 
And he beat his way through prison. And after he got out, he just, he just rampaged through Mm. and Patterson did not want to fight him. And Patterson was managed by Customato, Mm -hmm. who was Tyson's guy. And they ducked Liston for almost two years. Finally, they fought him. And when they fought, Liston just annihilated him and killed him. He was scared to death. There was a good Tyson story. Um, uh, do you remember Butch Lewis, the fight promoter who used to yes. wear the tuxedo with no shirt? Yes. yes. Butch yes. Lewis was managing, oh, Michael Spinks. Mm-hmm. Spinks had the title, yep. Tyson's after Spinks. <laughs> so they interviewed uh, Butch Lewis after the fight, and he said, oh, I said, I knew it was lost. He said, I went to Tyson. She said, said, I was the guy who, from my fight camp, was assigned to go to Tyson's uh, dressing room yeah. and watch him get his hands taped right mm-hmm. so he said i went over to tyson's he said when i left he said michael spinks is on the floor praying to god that he doesn't get hurt <laughs> he said so he said i go over to tyson's dressing room he said he's punching holes in the plaster wall with his bare hands <laughs> he said he said he said that's how i looked up and i said please jesus don't let michael get killed today <laughs> oh my god and i knew then we had lost yeah Yeah. (laughs) and he did that was the fight i think he got him like in a minute and 17 seconds it was like 90 seconds or something uh, his knees were his knees were knocking when that bell rang and tyson made the most of it tyson would enter the ring with no rope no nothing no nothing he was was ferocious for about three years yeah you know, people don't give him credit as much credit, but he is a boxing aficionado. He knows so he much did. about the history of boxing. Yes, he did. Yes, he I did. Mean, he, he, he was an expert. He, he studied those films when he was yes. in that. He still does. Yeah, uh, he still does. Uh, so anyway, Phil, that's kind of, I think we've rung it out pretty good here. Jimmy, so. you, Jimmy, you got anything you... That nah, sounds good, man. That's great. That's yeah. great. A lot of info yeah. and uh, no. a lot of good stuff. The, the best programs, all, all of a sudden you look up and you're like, what? An hour, <laughs> an hour and a half what no way right and it's that the the best ones are like uh these are the conversations phil and i would have on the telephone yeah oh they're awesome yeah. i i love that i love just talking yeah. with Lori. so that's just this is good so anyway now we're gonna have well, you back back on again for oh, sure i'd love to oh can i make a shameless plug or two yeah <laughs> i was just gonna say just go what's going on with you just okay. plug away yeah well i got a couple things happening right now number one is i have a body bell method level two elite instructor certification it's a kettlebell what was number one again please um it's it's a it's the body bell method body bell method yes it's okay. uh, it's you a combination of yeah it's kettlebells body weight dynamic tension and I have a certification that is uh, both levels one and levels two are recognized by ACE for continuing education credits. Good. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so I, I'm, I'm hosting one. It's going to be virtual as well as in person on May 2nd. Uh, and people can check out the body bell method or, you know, just go to bodybellmethod.com or go to philross.com and you can find the um, invitation to it. You know, the URL goes right to uh, all the information on it, and, or you can just hit me up. And um, I'm also involved in a company called UbiquiFit. It's an online training. And could you virtual. say that again, please? Yes, UbiquiFit. It's U-B-Q-F-I-T. 
ubiquitous ubiquitous fitness Mm -hmm. and um i got um i got contracted with them back in september and i'm part of the organization i approve the trainers i work with them education i make videos on how to upload and how to operate the app and so forth and it's it's all about virtual training anybody can join it for free um i've got some cool guys on the platform already uh, and, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great way to get the, the, the virtual training out there. Um, and the thing is like, you know, like a Peloton or all those other things, you have to buy a bike, you have to buy nothing for this. And, and you can even just use the, the, um, the trainers that you want. Like, let's say Jimmy Steele had a, uh, had a profile here and people go and join. They want, they want Jim's workouts. They just want to follow him. They can just purchase his workouts. They don't have to buy everybody else's like a lot of these other platforms do. And it's, it's a really cool platform. If anybody's interested, you know, you know hit me up. But um, Phil, is it live or is it recorded? Yes. Both? Yeah. 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 And basically okay. you have your own channel on our platform. So you guys know, I mean, it's very difficult and, and cost, I mean, it costs a lot to develop, you know, your, your own app. And to have your own channel, like you go on Vimeo, oh, or yeah. place, they're charging you thousands of dollars. Yeah. You get it for free with us. You know, we just get a percentage of whatever you do. And as a matter of fact, the split is awesome. It's an 80-20, 80% for the trainer, 20% for the house, where most of them are 50-50. Look, I've been, I've been doing online training since 2011. I started doing like leaders in fitness, burn along, so forth. And the split is not even close to this. Are the are the are the members paying the same no matter what trainers they're they're looking at or utilizing? No, um, every trainer can set their own price. Sounds like something for these boys here to do. Maybe I'm talking about. And the other thing is that there, you can do virtual coaching here. You can do events. You know, like these events. Here, just think about it. Let's say you have 500 followers that that you know would would pay three dollars to do an event for you to do a 45 minute event. Hey, you just made 1500 bucks. No, I mean, if you have a hundred, you're making $300. Jimmy Steele's got dollar signs dancing over his head right now. What am I going to buy with all that money? Yeah. I mean, look, just think about it. I mean, if you have, if you have a good outreach, right. Uh, You have a good presence, you have a good email list. Say, Hey, listen, uh, uh, Jim Steele, I'm going to go and do a bench press seminar. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's 45 minutes. It's going to do it on April 10th. Uh, here's the link. And also you can do a video accompanied with that. So you can promo the video and the link goes right to your profile. They sign up for the event, pay, boom, you're done. I think that's awesome, Phil. This is the future. It is. Yeah, this is the future. I love it. As a matter of fact, um, the college, uh, I'm a professor at Bergen and they got, they pinged me to put together Actually, I kind of brought it up to him. Uh, a, uh, a course on how to teach personal trainers to, to work online. So I created a course now. It's already, it's just about to get approved for next year. So it'll be my course that I put together for virtual trainers, for personal trainers to become virtual trainers. And we're going to have a certificate with it as well through the college. And we'll be the only one that has it, to my knowledge. At this point. What are the uh, what are the criteria for trainers to become part of this platform? Well, any certain criteria, certifications, anything? Yeah, yeah. We usually, you know, certification is good to have. Uh, 
you know, I, I interview them. They have to perform a demo. So I see how they do, uh, you know, and they su submit an application and then we review it. The panel of us reviews their uh, video and their presentation. I talk to them and then get them up and running and uh, move from there. Oh, the cool thing yeah. is that we just, you know, we just got in a part, we have a partnership with Apple. Now, the, yeah. Now the other thing is you can upload your own videos to uh, your channel and now people can subscribe to you. So if they want to subscribe to, to Maury or, or Jim, Jim, whatever, yep, you can go and subscribe to them and have all of their uploads on their channel. So you can have a monthly fee for that. You know, it's like 10 bucks a month to get access to all these uh, training videos that are uploaded through our back office. Right. Oh, you, 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 guys, you, you guys know Galad? Uh, oh, the, yeah, yeah, I got him on. <laughs> from Hawaii? Yeah, yeah, and I, I give him I give him one-on-one -on -one sessions now, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's on. <laughs> I love Galad. The guy is awesome. He's been on forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This sounds really good. I'm going to have my daughter check it out, too. She's, yeah, uh, yeah. she's NASA certified and yeah. certified in kettlebells, and she's getting oh, trained awesome. up by Brad Gillingham and all that. Oh, this wow. might be something for her. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, no, anybody awesome. can do it. I mean, so guys, if anybody's interested, just please hit me up. I'll, I'll take you through the process. You know? All right. I think that's really yeah. cool. All right. Well, let's keep rolling. Yeah. All right. And then there's, uh, did you, so again, your, your website is philross.com. Yep. Um, you got any other sites or social media you want to give out? Well, well, yeah. So also it's um, I'm kettlebell underscore King on um, Twitter. You're the, you're the kettlebell well, king. Kettle, yeah, kettlebell king. Go to kettlebellking.com. Goes to my okay. stuff. Um, there's another. I'm also I'm also a defensive tactics instructor with the SAS training group, and we're providing um, the training for police officers as well as civilians. I mean, it's, okay. it's a, oh man, you know, especially with all this use of force stuff. So I, you know, I, they adopted my Leo Less Than Lethal program and we rolled it in. And, uh, you know, we're doing videos and training on that too. It's it's pretty, pretty cool stuff. And I'm also doing strength and conditioning for them as well. So we're having all those different modules. I don't, uh, I, don't uh, I don't know how you get all this done. I mean, yeah, I, I, I well, like I don't have the gym to run anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, you got freed I, up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so just, you're freed you know, up a lot. Freed up a lot. I mean, again, seven days a week, sometimes 15 week, hours man. a day, yep. 15 hours a day you're there, yep. you know, um, and if you're not there, you're not making money. Exactly. You know, so these things well, are enabling us. So I, you know, again, if you guys want to get involved in this stuff, anybody wants to get involved, just hit me up. I'd love to help. Yeah, out. definitely. And, you know, Marty's got a lot of stuff going on these days, too. He's got a weekly column here at uh, Iron Company called Raw mm -hmm. with Marty Gallagher. So we we launch a new uh, article every week on the website. Could be about awesome. nutrition, training, cardio, brain train. Everything, right, Marty? I just let my, you go. I say, Marty, my, just turn in the whatever you want to turn in. We love it. Could be all my friend's secrets. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of secrets in there. A lot of good stuff <laughs> uh, that I've applied to my own training. I know where all the, <laughs> I know where all the bodies are buried. Yeah. <laughs> and for anybody in need of uh, gym equipment, is Jim still awake or did he, is he I'm still with us? He's awake, Marty. Oh, I'm just checking. He's a, <laughs> 
I don't know if he started drinking here at the, what time is it? It's after ten thirty, right? No, he's there. He's there. He's listening. We've got a lot going on. Taking notes for for the next podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm taking notes. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, if, if you're in need of strength equipment, gym flooring, uh, anything, we're we're all stocked up. Shipping out of Dallas. Uh, we're doing a lot of schools right now. We're doing working with the military a lot, as we have been for about, about 20, 25 years. Uh, just go to ironcompany.com. Uh, we've got, speaking of Jim Steele, we've got articles going up. We put one up once a month on our website. Oh, I got your our book, article yeah. section. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, So this month in April, Jim, you're going to finish up the uh, midlife wake-up call part with part two. Is that right? <laughs> Oh no, I don't know if I want to read this one. Oh yeah. Yes, you do. It's all look, it's all high quality stuff coming out of Jim Steele. We all learn a little something from it. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh guys, I I got something, I got something from you guys too. Yeah. Um, I'm also involved, I've been working on this company for two and a half years. It's called Our Health is Wealth. And if you if any of you guys want to have a free membership on that. Just hit me up, and it, it's uh, we post out. It's 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 if you look at the site, it's 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 not up 100% yet, but it's going to be launched very shortly. And it has every single health professional in the country listed. And to get top listing, you know, you pay 199 a year. But any of you guys, I can put you in under me, and you get it for free. You get top Thank listings you. and just provide blogs and stuff like that and wow. you. generate income. All right. Jim Steele and I need to, uh, to grow our hair back. So anybody on that list uh, for hair? Hey, come <laughs> on now. Come <laughs> on now. I think it's more than just you and Steele. <laughs> well, I, I don't have anything on my head. <laughs> oh, I, uh, yeah, I left Phil out. So we can all benefit from that. All right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Cohn once famously said, my best body part was my hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, and then finally, um, we're talking about uh, online personal training. You know, Marty and Jim have been doing this for a long time. They've got clients all over the world. Uh, that's right. Making crazy gains, unheard of gains. Yeah, unheard of. Right. And uh, so if you want to contact them at Marty at ironcompany.com or Jim at ironcompany.com, hit them up. But uh, uh, Phil, send me that uh, ubiquifit information yes. Absolutely. Uh, afterward and send me that in email. I want to check that out too. Yeah, definitely. And uh, JP, Squat and yeah. Hunt newsletter, Squat and Hunt newsletter just came okay. out. Yeah. Newsletter with the lead article being Marty Gallagher's hunt camp adventure when he was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Go to bossbarbell.com to, uh, for more info. You, are you charging for that yet? Or you're, uh, yeah, man, I got to mail them all over the country, man. I got to charge. Okay. <laughs> are you mailing them out personally? You're sitting yes. there and putting the stamps yep. on. Yep. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. JP, we're going back to grassroots, baby. Yes. This is grass grassroots. That's right. It's uh yeah minimalistic right it's uh, uh it's kind of sort of pre pre minimalistic yeah <laughs> all right all right guys look that was awesome Great Phil uh, guys thanks a lot for having me on, on man Th- thanks for um, having me on guys it's always a pleasure right. too long yeah it's been too long so uh, all right buddy. you got it. we'll have you on hopefully again soon yeah for I, sure I love it uh, guys.
Thanks a lot. Talk soon. All right, man. Bye-bye. Bye.